Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only sean trujillo <laughs> hi there what is going on mr angie katzenevis welcome welcome behind <laughs> the velvet rope welcome to bravo i mean you know you guys were there last season but this really is your first season as an official house husband you know, like, has it sunk in yet? Like, how, how has this been for you? I mean, we're going to get into all of what's going on. But overall, how has this been for you so far? You know, it's been great. It's been a cool experience overall. You know, of course, you kind of take the the hits as you go along. You know, I like to call them hits. But, uh, you know, it, it really just every nothing really bothers me. So, you know, it's just a matter of um, taking things in stride. You know, Angie's great. She's a great support. She's always there you know, to uh, encourage me and coach me along. So it's been awesome. Like, what was it like, you know, because not many people get to get upgraded, you know, a lot of friends of it's really a rare thing. If you go down every housewife in the list, like, what was your reaction? What was Angie's reaction when, you know, Bravo came to you and said, we're going to upgrade you guys to full time? Well, you know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, Angie has been, you know, kind of part of the cast for a couple of years now. And I just, I, I, I deep down knew once they got a taste of Angie and, and got to see really who she is and what she has to offer, it was just a matter of time. So for me, it wasn't as big of a surprise. I'm not sure that it was for Angie so much either. I think, um, you know, as time goes along, you know, it's just they were exposed to, to a, a lot of the storylines and stuff that she could really bring to the table. And, and it was, you know, I, I, I think it was 
not not really that that big of a surprise in general. Did you guys have like as a family or you or her, anyone have any reservations? Because look, like last season, you know, you had your own set of issues, you know, this party you threw for Jen Shaw and then there was an issue. Like you guys already had some drama even before. Did you have any reservations? You know, I yeah, I think there were, you know, we did have to come together and really have a discussion and say, okay, you know, uh, do do we really want to take this step full fledged and. You know, and and I think the answer, you know, generally speaking was yes. You know, it's just like we came together as a family. Okay, we've got a solid family life. We've got solid businesses. What could they say? And then, of course, you know, there's always me. I I pop in and I'm like, well, they could always lie. So, you know, there's there's that, too. So but, you know, we're up for the challenge and, and, you know, we'll take everything in stride and, you know, we, we've just been able to kind of navigate through it. Okay. What's been like the most positive thing of this whole experience so far? You know, it, it, interestingly enough, um, you know, for me, it's, you know, I mean, Angie and I have been together for, for nearly 30 years and, you know, we, we have done everything in our lives together. You know, we, we've, built our businesses together. We've, you know, we built this amazing little family of ours. We've got so much in common. You know, when we had Electra, we we started to, you know, go into parenting mode and, and things like that. And then you, you know, there are waves where you kind of just kind of lose uh side of each other it could, because you're focused on your little one. I think the most positive experience that we've had since doing this show is it's allowed us to come together, communicate, and really reflect on our lives and what we've been able to build together. And, you know, it's it's really, I think, made me smile to look back on it. I guess, like, has some of the drama and the things, you know, that are out there, I guess it's brought you guys closer together. Yeah, it really does. It really has. Um, I mean, it's it's really interesting to be able to kind of work as a team and a couple again on some of these issues. And, and it really has brought us closer together. What's it like, you know, cause you're not at the filming. So, you know, you don't really know really what's going on until, you know, I know you get this, this screeners like a few days early, but what's it like, you know, you basically have brought drama into your life. So just in general, like when Angie comes home and says, you know, let me tell you what happened today at work. Not even what about what we're about to get into, but just in general, like what's it like, like as a husband to hear your wife come home and just say like, today's been a really bad day at work. Yeah. You know, you know, some of these things are pretty tough to listen to. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting how, you know, how I, I guess disrespectful people can be. And, and, you know, that's just really not how we've, we've lived our lives in general. I mean, we we work with and manage a, a whole bunch of people, and that's never been our our uh, way of approaching situations. You know, we we spend a lot of time on ourselves, like learning how to coach and professional and self development type aspects. But you know, that's definitely something that doesn't come into play here. So some of these things are pretty difficult to listen to, you know. And and so you know, I I try to be there to to just you know, sit back and support. But when she's asking me for advice, it's, you know, my my main advice to her is to just learn to compartmentalize. You know, it's just like, 
really just know that, you know, this is one section of your life and, and you need to separate it from professional and personal, right? That's good advice. But it's hard at times, you're right. It is hard. Well, I am a Gemini, so we are very good at compartmentalizing as Gemini's. (laughs) But it is a very hard thing. Well, look, we're at the mid-season trailer now, and we've had this, you know, Meredith has alluded to these rumors, and now, you know, Whitney and, you know, Monica has now revealed these rumors. Like, that scene, Let's. I just want to talk about that scene in the bedroom when Angie told you, you know, what these rumors were and, you know, that everyone's saying that you're gay and that you have boyfriends all over town. Like, was that the first time you heard it or was like, you know, because sometimes in these situations, you know, the scene you're going into. And then, I mean, that's just how it works in this world. Like, or was that when you first really heard this, you know, that that not this rumor, but that this was now brought onto the show? Well, that scene was the first I'd heard that detail, you know, Um, but just to kind of provide a little context, like, you know, coming, being a hairdresser, I mean, I've been working by the, behind the chair. I worked behind the chair for many, many years. And, you know, there were situations where other clients or whatever would come in and say, oh, is that guy gay? Or, you know, and they say, no, he's, his wife is Angie and blah, blah, blah. And then it was over with. Um, outside of that, I hadn't dealt with uh, what was said on on TV. I, I've never dealt with that. I've never, we've never heard of, of, of that happening, you know, and, you know, like I said, on watch what happens live, like we are embedded in the LGBTQ community and those are our people, like they're our best friends, you know, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, we have some very outspoken, you know, gay friends and, and if anything like that were on the streets in Salt Lake City, they'd be coming to me saying, hey, do you have something to tell me? Right. And and so, you know, it's pretty ridiculous, honestly. And, you know, the the whole, um, you know, the way it was done, you know, I think they thought I would be offended by that. And I just, I, I just wasn't. I'm not offended by that whatsoever. What I'm offended by is the fact that, you um, they've labeled me a cheater, which I'm not. And, and I've never, we've never had that in our relationship. We've never had to deal with that in our relationship. And, you know, the great thing about Angie and I is we're so confident in who we are as individuals that, you know, it it would just never go down that road. We're mature enough to know and, and to have these discussions before anything like that were to ever happen. So, so, you know, it, it, it's interesting and those types of things sort of, kind of punch in the gut a little bit, but you know, whatever we're, we're, we're navigating that just fine as well. What was the emotion of that scene? Cause you know, you got very emotional. Like, well, talk to me about that. Like, was it just the fact that, right. Like, you know, call me gay, but you're basically saying that I'm an adulterer or was there more to the emotion? So, so the emotion for me was like, you know, the initial thing was anger, right? So somebody that has the, the, I guess, the wherewithal to make up a lie like that. So I was angry to start. And then it quickly flipped to my daughter. My thoughts started to, to move towards her. And it's like, boy, the last thing that I'd ever want her to think is that I would do something like that to her mother. So, so for me, that's where the emotion flipped. And, you know, anyone will be able to tell you that it's hard for me to even mention her name without getting emotional. So 
The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or, of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloudco slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to indicloudco slash spring24, that's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Now that we're in the fall heading into the winter, I have one word for you, cashmere. Now, I know you all think, oh my God, I can't afford cashmere. Well, you can, thanks to Quince. The cashmere at Quince isn't only nice, it isn't only high-end, it's actually inexpensive. I got a whole Quince cashmere tracksuit for $150. Quince is my go-to spot for quiet luxury without paying luxury prices. They have so much more than just cashmere, though. Silk skirts, Italian leather bags, 14-karat gold jewelry, all starting at $30. Their stuff is so classic and timeless that it never goes out of fashion. You can wear their stuff for many seasons. And they have baby and kids and travel. There's so many options at Quince. Men's, women's. So upgrade your closet with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash velvet rope to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash velvet rope for free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash velvet rope you know i'm surrounded by dogs here in my hamptons condo complex and they're so cute and i love them but what i didn't know i was talking to a neighbor the other day and she was telling me you know maintaining a healthy dog can be really complicated she was talking to me about joint discomfort bad odor lack of energy so what separates a healthy dog from an unhealthy dog i had no idea but my neighbor turned me on to dr marty goldstein he's one of america's most renowned holistic vets and what i learned is that there's one one potentially dangerous substance that you should stop feeding your dog e immediately. If your dog's been feeling tired or not having the energy it's used to, this number one compound could be the reason. Many dog food manufacturers have this substance in their dog foods, and it's one that most dogs consume on a daily basis. Now, Dr. Marty was actually dubbed the miracle worker by Forbes magazine because of this one simple change he made to help support dogs' overall health. The good news is this change can be easily done in one simple step from your own home. Because after years of research, Dr. Marty has decided to release an informative video to the public about which foods you should stop feeding your dog. Go to www.dogfoodexposed.com slash velvet and find out for yourself. That's www.dogfoodexposed.com slash velvet. 
You guys need to step into a world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus, enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere. Right now, new customers can get a deposit match of up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Download the DraftKings Casino app now. Sign up with promo code VELVET and new customers get a deposit match of up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code VELVET. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. West Virginia. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 800-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 or over. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. One per opted in new customer. Minimum deposit $5. Max match $100 in casino credit, which require one playthrough within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Well, you wouldn't be the first person to cry here behind the velvet rope and not to make you cry, but I mean, how has this been for your daughter? Like, is she aware of it? Like, did you guys sit down and talk to her and say, like, this is now going to come out? I mean, you know, it's social media. I mean, kids at school, like, this is Salt Lake Housewives, right? Right. Well, you know, we did, we were able to address it with her and it was a real organic conversation. Um, I think you'll see some of that, you, you know, maybe something play out later on. I'm not sure. But, you know, we... um you know, part of that emotion, just to kind of back up just a little bit, was like, how long do I have to hold on to this information before I have to have a sit down with her and and let her know what's happening so she's not caught off guard at school with friends or whatever? Um, so so that lent to the emotion as well. But, um, you know, we we had an amazing conversation. She is so grounded and smart. And it just I, I mean, she she chuckled she she had a really good time with it and you know it was fun and what do you mean hold off like hold off just like you know producers like look we have to keep everything secret like that's the game we're playing or i mean because that is the job or just like when you you said like some of the emotion was like holding off like not knowing like when you could tell her or how long like was that just in terms of like you know, we're filming a TV show and we can't really tell anyone anything really until we're told that we can. Yeah, it, it wasn't so much that. It's just like, you know, I, I I wanted to be in a position to have an organic platform to have this discussion with her if possible. And, you know, circumstances arose where that actually happened. It's, it's crazy how life works and it worked out perfectly and we just had a great time with it. What did the people at, like you said, like, you know, like as a male hairdresser, yes, like people will come in and say this, like, what have people at Lunatic Friends said, like the people that work there? I mean, are they just like, oh, we've heard this before, you know, just in terms of like, this is such a stereotype, like, how has your staff reacted to this? Well, you know, my staff, you know, has has never heard this in general, uh, in regards to me. I haven't been behind the chair since 2005 on a, you know, on the regular so, you know, I've been managing operations and all the businesses and things like that. So it's not like people are seeing me behind the chair. So it really hasn't been a discussion. And, 
you know, the staff really hasn't had to deal with that since I've, I've pulled myself out from behind the chair. So, they, you know, they, they were just laughing. They thought it was funny. And it's just like, you know, people that know us just they, they know the ridiculousness of this. And and so, you know, we've just had a tremendous amount of support from our friends and family that are just like, oh, this is nuts, you know. Are you shocked that, you know, because like, look, we can Housewives is a show, right? We can talk about who was late and this and that and who didn't like their drink. But are you shocked that like something like this, you know, like it is like you said, infidelity and adultery would be brought onto a show and just like you said, a lie? Or is it no, like we knew what Housewives was? Or are you shocked that like this is going too far, right? Because this is your real life. Right. You know, I, I mean, I knew anything was on the table. As, as it related to the show. So, you know, I wasn't completely shocked. Um, you know, really, really not a whole lot surprises me at this point. Um, so, you know, it, it, did, it didn't hit me as hard as I think they, they wanted it to. Uh, but, you know, again, just to go back to, you know, the way I was thinking about Electra and the way she was would take it and the way she would hear the information, things like that, that started to play in my mind, which, which lent to, to me feeling uh, upset about it, you know, but, well, not, but nothing, yeah, part of the deal. it's part of the deal. Nothing shocks yeah. me as you were sitting there and you were crying not to belittle you. I was like, what did you guys expect? Of course, this is housewives. Was so, there anything in that scene that like we didn't see? Like, you know, there's so much that gets caught. Like, was there, did you feel that that, because I think it is such an important scene because you did handle it so well. Like, right. Like I'm like a member of the LGBTQIA community. I think you've handled it so well. Like, was there anything that was cut from that scene that we didn't see? Do you feel it was edited correctly? I think it was, you know, it, overall, yes. You know, I think the only thing that I could add is, you know, Angie was um, very, supportive and and really was uh, i think more upset than i think the clip showed so um but but yeah overall it was it was it was right did you guys know so like after that scene like did you realize like as these other scenes played out you know because a lot of things do get edited right like a lot of things don't make it to the show it sounds like you knew this was then going to be part of this show, right? Because like a lot of times there's a big storyline that isn't, or was it clear to you, like just in your own head of like, no, 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 this is going to be a thing, guys. You know, I I, I kind of felt like it was a, you know, a very, um, it seemed important to me. So I kind of immediately knew that it would probably make make the cut, yeah. Did you or Angie have regrets as all this was coming out? Like, okay, it's a lie, sure. But still, I mean, a lot of times, you know, in the public eye, a lie, especially on Housewives, becomes a real thing. It doesn't make it true, but it still could have rippling effects. Like, did you have any regrets in joining the show? Did Angie, you know, and did you think of of quitting the show just when all this was coming out or no? You know, we, we never once thought of, quitting the show. I mean, we, we don't, you know, the one thing that we don't do is let people win in that kind of way. Um, you know, I will say that, you know, there are roller coaster moments where it's like, Oh my God, what have we done? But you know, it's, it's like, we're in, we're committed and we're committed to, uh, you know, really doing the best I, the, the we all can to present ourselves and our family, uh, in the true light that, that we have. So, um, 
th- there are roller coaster moments, but yet nobody's going to beat us like that. That's a good attitude to have. Who was more upset? Was it you or Angie? You know, right? Because like you didn't sign a contract. Like, you know, did she take on the guilt of like, you know, I, I signed the contract. I'm the one that was quote unquote hired. I kind of got you into this or was, I mean, am I making that backstory up? Cause, cause I could see that happening. No, that's, that's a great question. And I think you hit the nail on the head. She, she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that, you know, this is happening. And, you know, there was, I think guilt on her end for, for, I, I think her feeling responsible for putting us through this, but, you know, look at the end of the day, all of this stuff builds resilience and character and, and re- it really has brought us closer together as a family unit. The communication has has really spiked and it's it's been great. So there's a positive. And I mean, are is any part of you guys like happy that this is out there? Not that it's true, but it's almost like, well, what could be worse in a way than being accused of adultery when it's not true, right? Like bring it on now, right? Like what else could, you know, next season, the season after five seasons from now, what's really worse than this? Like in a way you could almost look at it like this is a positive thing because now it's like kind of broken you into what's to come and what could really be worse than being accused. Right. Well, you know, I, I think that's an interesting question. I haven't really thought about it, but, um, but you know, I wouldn't say that, that I'm happy that this happened. Uh, I mean, I think we've grown as a result of it. But see, you know, just kind of going back to my early comments, um, people can continue to lie and that's the unfortunate thing, right? And, and you know, and I'm just going to speak generally, um, you know, people can say whatever. And then when you're in a more public platform, the hard part is anything can get legs, right? So... So I think the answer to your question is no, I'm not necessarily happy that this came out, but I do know that there's probably going to be other stuff as we get down the road here. And that's okay. We're just, you know, it's just, again, it's just a matter of um, staying together as a tight unit and, and navigating this stuff, you know, as it comes. So who do you, I know you're speaking generally, but who do you specifically who are you, I guess, the most angry at between, you know, like Meredith says, you know, that she's heard these rumors, but she says she didn't bring them out. Whitney says she heard these dark rumors, but she, and she tells Monica. So she kind of takes it from Meredith to Monica. And then Monica actually utters it like out of Meredith, Whitney and Monica. Who do you kind of who are you the angriest at or kind of blame for this having legs? Well, you know, I I'll just I, I got to say that Whitney is an amazing person she did the right thing um we're we're not upset with her whatsoever i mean she she really came from a place of of wanting to help and just make us aware um now the other two the other two i you know it's it's really difficult to um really say uh i, I mean let's see how, how should i put this I, I think they're both responsible in their own way. And, um, you know, Meredith, as you've seen from seasons past, she's always the one that'll plant the seed. And then she's always got somebody that'll run away with it. And that's similar to what happened here. And, you know, I say shame on both of them. 
So. Right. And do you think that, I guess, and then this kind of answers my questions, you don't think Meredith's defense of, well, I never said the rumor is clearly a valid defense in this situation. I don't think it's a valid defense just because it's sort of a pattern for her to, to do such things. Like she'll always elude. And then, like I said, there's always somebody that's willing to run with that information. Um, so, so no, I, I don't, I don't see anything valid about that. What about, you know, Meredith said in this, I think most or second most recent episode prior, you know, my son, you know, and I'm not coming from Meredith or Brooks, but she says, you know, my son is gay, you know, I'm on the board of GLAAD, you know, I would never out someone's sexuality. Like that's kind of another, is that another like roundabout, not good defense? I mean, that's kind of, she's using that as a defense to say, why am I being blamed for this? I would never out someone's sexuality. Not that there is a sexuality to even out. Well, you know, here's the thing that I've got to say about that. I think I, my opinion is, is that there were some strategic conversations behind the scenes. And, and I believe that after that episode aired, there was a whole bunch of backpedaling happening. And, you know, she's a smart woman. And I think she took the opportunity to to leverage her son and things like that, knowing that this didn't land quite the way they wanted it to. So again, not a valid defense in my opinion. Um, you know, you know, my thought is, is, you know, if, if I were a cheater and if that were a thing, um, say that don't make it about, about sexuality. And, you know, and I think, I think they tried to do that to, to, you know, push the knife in a little bit deeper and it didn't land the way they wanted it to. So I've been so honest with you guys over the past year about my struggle with my weight. And I'll admit it for me, eating is an emotional experience. When I get stressed out and whatever with this job, I turn to food for comfort. And that's why when I heard of Noom, it made so much sense to me because Noom helps manage weight through a psychology-based approach. They understand that a lot of us eat for emotional needs. So many weight loss programs that I tried focused on what I eat, but Noom is using science to help me understand why I eat. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Noom's psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easy easier to maintain. The best part, you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. How awesome is that? Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. You guys know that looking younger than my age is very important to me. I'm sorry, I don't like the wrinkles on my face. No, look, I've been told my whole life that wrinkle creams were the easiest way to look younger, and I've tried everything on the market, and nothing really has seemed to work for me. Now that I'm here in LA, I discovered this great doctor, Dr. John Lakey. He's a world-renowned Beverly Hills beauty expert, and he's told me, of course, David, most wrinkle fillers on the market are nothing but glorified moisturizers. He was telling me they could hardly make a dent on your appearance, and actually some could be harmful to your skin. 
Ryan. Well, he's come up with a revolutionary anti-aging breakthrough. He says it's almost like Photoshop for your face. In light of this amazing breakthrough, Dr. Lakey has released a step-by-step -step video to the public where he outlines exactly how to do this simple solution from home. Once you watch this, you're actually going to be mad about how easy it is to visibly erase the wrinkles from view. I don't understand how it works, but I really don't care. The results are great. It's like, thank you. So listen, you can find out more about this yourself. Go to bhmd1.com slash velvet. That's bhmd1.com slash velvet. Right. And like after it came out, you're saying that what Meredith got backlash on social media and that's when she kind of tried to leverage her son right. and say, that's how can I... You're entitled to your opinion. Ever, yeah. Ever, I, yeah. A lot of other people in this situation seem to have an opinion. So you are certainly entitled to to, an, yeah. to one. I think she tried to leverage that as a as sort of a way out and sort of a pivot for her. Do you think there's any part of Monica that is also a victim of Meredith in the sense that you know, Monica doesn't really know how to play this housewife game either. I'm not saying she's innocent and feel free to disagree. I'm just asking, you know, and that you said like there's this pattern with Meredith where it's like drop the seed and you know what you're doing. Like was Monica kind of played or is Monica not a victim at all? Um, You know, I, I think we're all grown ups and I think it's really hard to label somebody a, a victim of anybody else's on the shows. I On the show, I... I I think if if you're going to take something and run with it and, you know, I mean, here's the thing, like maybe Meredith wasn't, maybe she didn't plant that seed. Maybe Monica made it up and then there was some conversations back and forth and, you know, we're still really unclear where it exactly came from. Right. Um, but, but no, I, I don't, I don't think anybody should, uh, get out as easy as to call themselves a victim by somebody just because they don't know the game. You know, it's just, we're all grownups here. It's like accountability and responsibility is the name of the game and you got to own it. You know, I would agree with that. Why do you think like I've had Jonathan Anton on, you know, he was on a, a Bravo show called blowout back in the day. Yeah. I mean, he's a straight heterosexual male. We talked sure. about this in length when he was on my show. Like, why is it that, you know, I mean, I, I understand it. I'm a gay man. I understand it. But why are we in 2023? And why does this stereotype still exist that if I mean, there's millions of straight male hairdressers throughout the world? Sure, sure. You know, I, you know, Here's the thing. I, I've seen our industry come a very long way. So, yeah. so from when I started back in the mid nineties to now, things have completely changed. And, you know, you really, when you're in the business, you really don't see it as much. Um, you know, I still think there's some, some old school thinking out there. And, and of course, you know, there, there could be labels placed, but, you know, the good thing for me and the thing that I've seen in our industry, it is, is it has come a long way and we don't really deal with it as much today. Why it's still there, even to the smallest degree, I, I think it's just because you're playing in the beauty industry. And, you know, I think stereotypically it's a girl's game, you know. That makes a lot of sense. When someone is like doubling down, like, you know, when Monica's saying like, you know, I've heard for years and even like Heather's chiming in, we've heard for years and, you know, there's boyfriends and the boyfriends. I mean, this is getting a lot of, they're getting specific, like, right. You put it out there. It's one thing. And you say, wait a second, this has legs. 
I didn't really mean this, but I mean, everyone seems to be doubling down about specifics of boyfriends and they're saying they've had good sex and it's been years. Like why is, why, I mean, that doesn't anger you when all of this just keeps going from multiple cast members. And they're saying like, specifically there are people out there. Well, you know, I mean, I just want to, so from, from my perspective, it's like Monica is the only one really doubling down. Like, like Heather, you know, she said, yeah, there's a stereotype. And if you wear nice clothes or a custom suit, you know, you're going to be called that. But um, and and to be quite honest with you, even Meredith hasn't necessarily said anything about she hasn't gotten into detail. It's really Monica is the one that's gotten into detail. And, you know, so. My my perspective on this is that. um She's using this as an opportunity to create storyline for herself. And, you know, I mean, she. I don't I don't think I'm really saying anything here that that you guys can't really see today, but she's really quick to, like, get in, mix it up, fight, you know, do and say whatever. It's just, it's this knee-jerk reaction of hers. There's not a lot of logical thinking that happens when she starts battling it out with people. So she's willing to go as low as she absolutely can to to hurt, destroy, or defame anybody on the cast. And that, like, nobody's exempt. So, so you know, from, from my perspective, it's Monica is the one that's doubling down. I mean, I've only known Monica... I, I've only known her through this season. Angie had previous minor experiences with her, two other experiences with her, but I mean, we don't know her prior and, you know, she, she certainly doesn't run around in the, the gay community that we, you know, participate in, in Salt Lake city. And, and so, you know, to me, it's just a blatant lie to create story and just try to hurt somebody. And what, like, I'm listening, a lot of housewives do it. What, you think it's like her first season and she's saying, I don't want to be a one season wonder. I'm not being fired after this year. I'm going to make my mark and what do what I have to do. And I'll definitely be back next season. You know, without really knowing the the true circumstances, I, I could, you know, that's certainly something that comes to mind for me. You know, I'm just going to go as hard as I can. I'm going to say whatever I have to, to keep this thing going. So... I mean, a lot of housewives do that. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, you guys just had Greek Easter. You came. I mean, you know, Monica wanted to confront Angie. What did you think of? Because it's gotten legs on the internet. What did you think of her mom, LD, kind of trying to say, shh, like quiet down? You know, I mean, she was kind of on your Angie's side and your guy's side. Yeah. Well, not knowing their true dynamic, Um you know, I, I really thought she did the right thing. I mean, you're in somebody else's home with kids and, you know, probably not an appropriate tone to take um, with all these people around. So, you know, I felt like her mother did the right thing in that circumstance, you know. So, um, you know, I, I appreciated it. And, and you know, I, I, I think we left that day thinking, okay, her mother w- really tried. Did you, do you, did you, or do you feel bad for Monica at all when she says, you know, my mom never really has my side. I mean, she said that on watch what happens. I wish I had a different mom. My mom's heartless. 
Or is it, I mean, because as a viewer, you did kind of cringe when a lot of this was happening mm -hmm. in yeah. a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I think it's interesting. I, you know, I, I, I have thought about this quite a bit because it's such an uncomfortable, an uncomfortable subject. And I think the way it's played out has, has, has gone really messy. And for me, like, thank God, you know, I don't deal with this with my parents or whatever, but um, I would just never bring them on a national television to try to expose the, the situation in that kind of way. You know, for me, it's just reckless. It's messy. And and just I mean, where where is your. Um, I don't know, you know, I just have questions on character as it relates to that, you know, I would never never do that to somebody i would never expose somebody like that on national television so so for me i question the character of, of this person well that's what monica's mother said herself that i didn't want to do this show like i did not, i wanted nothing to do with it and monica begged me to be on the show and i didn't realize she was going to do me dirty and this doesn't look uh -huh. great for me well you know for me from from her um, taking this rumor and, you know, and by the way, like, you know, when, when Monica told Angie about the rumor, there was, there was nothing, there was no empathy. There was, there was no um, care taken in the way she did it. Um, it you know, really it, it felt like she just wanted to expose it and then get graphic about it to make it that much more, uh, squirmy you know and it just and i feel like that coupled with the way she's exposing her mother is is a true character issue so um i, I think it's it's just you can see how low she's willing to go i think well that's true i never really thought about that but assume that this rumor was true which it isn't but assume that it is that it really right. is there's tons of proof out there then sure. right you are breaking this to someone and that's a pretty big thing in a lot of ways strip away the gay thing even like right that your your husband's yeah. cheating on you you would right. really want to sit someone down and say like we have really serious bad news and this is not going to be okay for you and here it is exactly exactly i think there's a way to deliver that kind of information that would really um there there's a more caring way to do it you know her delivery was horrible and it was there was nothing um she was not trying to help she was trying to hurt so when you said when you have this discussion with angie and you said meredith is no longer welcome in your home you're going to disengage is that still the case today yeah you know when somebody comes for our character our money our family I mean, you know, there's, they don't get a second chance with me. And, and I will say that, you know, if, if Angie ever um, tried to convince me that she needs to have Meredith here for any particular reason, I, I will not be here for that. So um, I, I will not engage in any kind of a relationship with her moving forward. Wow. I am totally the same way. Once you do me dirty, you can say anything you want about me, whatever. Right. But when it's, you really come for like my business, my money, like something real, there's, yeah. uh, it, uh, it's over. Like there's, 
I wish you the best of luck in life. I will never engage with you again. So I understand, yep. but that's in. So really, so like if Meredith was going to come over or Angie wanted to talk to her, you physically would remove yourself from the home. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm done with those types of relationships. I'm too old to try to recultivate those scenarios. And, you know, again, it goes back to just being careless with people's lives and, and the way you engage with people, you know, there's, there's gotta be rules of engagement, even with your worst enemy. And I've got to say that, you know, some of the things that we've been put through this season, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy, you know? Yeah. I mean, they have rippling effects. Absolutely. And if Angie, I mean, I don't see this happening today, but if Angie said that Monica is coming over, would you also remove yourself from the home? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. What about, you know, these new claims now that, you know, that Monica's putting all over Twitter that she fell downstairs at your house and they're not up to code and there's no railing and she's showing these bruises and saying she had to be rushed to the ER? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean... I mean, I don't know to what degree. I, I didn't know that that happened when we had that party. So, you know, again, it just, to me, it's just another layer of the messiness and the and the weeds that she's willing to get into to sort of create and perpetuate certain narratives, you know, that make her a victim. And if you, you know, just like from episode one to now, I mean, it's just nothing but victimization from, from top to bottom. And, um, you know, for me, it's just, uh, you know, the whole stare thing again, it's just like, I don't want anybody to get hurt in my house, but you know, the way our house is designed, we can do whatever we want with it. And, you know, the bottom line is, is like, you know, I, I'm sorry that she fell, but I, I can't take responsibility for that. Right. Cause she's showing all these bruises and saying she wants the medical bill paid and it keeps going on and on and on. She won't stop on this situation. Yeah. Yeah. From what I understand from some of the people that kind of witnessed the the thing, it was just like she slid down on her butt. So it's like, I, I don't know how legs and stuff like that got involved. I, I just don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's the same, like, let's just throw everything in the kitchen sink out there and see what sticks and make them well, I, my first year. I, I think that's a great way to put it. Let's just throw the kitchen sink at this whole scenario and see what we can get out of it, you know? Do you guys feel you and Angie, like just overall, like you've been fairly edited, like is the show like an accurate portrayal of you guys and like what's happened so far this season? You know, I think from a family dynamic standpoint, it's like, you you know, so far spot on. I mean, it's just, that's our life. You know, our life is electric. It's, it's being with Angie's dad and, you know, cooking and, and, you know, just where we're really engaged in the Greek community. So all of that stuff is is spot on. Our Easter party, that's just that that is absolutely the kind of stuff that we do. So what you saw that day is something that is is a constant for us. And it's not only Easter, it's Christmas, it's Father's Day, it's everything. Has anything else shocked you about not even your guys' situation, but just like as you know, you watch the screeners or the episodes, like you know, this is an interesting group of women. Like, has anything shocked you with what's going on this season? Um, you know, not not really. You know, I, 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 I there's really nothing that's uh, 
it's really blindsided me in terms of the other cast members or their storylines, stuff like that. What about Mary? Like, do you guys, do you know Mary? Does Angie know Mary really well? I mean, is Mary just authentically herself? Is this an act? I mean, she doesn't seem to want to be there. <laughs> no, I think that's Mary, you know, and, you know, I don't know, you know, Angie knows Mary, you know, I wouldn't say well, but, um, but that's just who she is, and, you know, and it sounds like, you know, from what we've heard from, from others that, yeah, that that's, that's her. So. I mean, you know, her son is living in her house. He gets married. She doesn't even know, like, right. can right. you make this stuff up? Yeah. Yeah. You know, unfortunately I don't think this one's made up. <laughs> what about, you know, you haven't been behind the chair and chair in many years. You run the operations. I know you have, you know, operations outside of Utah also, but where do you fall on the Lisa Barlow? You know, she was very upset. She needed her glam. She spent $60,000 a year on glam. She didn't want to appear on camera. I mean, are you at least team Lisa on this being in the industry yourself? Or is that just ridiculous? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. So, you know, my initial thought was like, come on, just participate. But, you know, on the flip side, I'm thinking Lisa can do whatever she wants. She's amazing. You know, she does great. She can do whatever she wants. And and Lisa is is a great person. And and I think, you know, you have to do whatever makes you comfortable. So I support her in that. But, like, listen, you know, if, if you can afford guy, it, like, right? You know, as a guy, it's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, let's just roll the cameras, right? Yeah, yeah. What about, you know, like you guys did have this issue last season for a minute with Jen Shaw, like, you know, she's now in jail. She, you know, said she was innocent the whole time up into the reunion. Like, did you have a lot of interactions with her? And like, were you shocked that, you know, because I mean, to me, I'm actually a lawyer. I don't practice anymore, which is more than fine. But, you know, to me, when the feds knock on your door, they're not just knocking. So, I mean, I was like, oh, well, she's not innocent because they're knocking. So, but a lot of people were shocked when she finally, like, were you shocked? Was Angie shocked? Or were you just like, no, we, we saw things along the way with Jen and we're not shocked at all. Well, you know, I, I think with Jen um, and the feds, you know, you said it best. I mean, they don't just do it for no reason. It's they're, they're not just sniffing around. There's something there. So we immediately knew that, you know, it was absolutely serious and that she could potentially be in some big trouble. Now, having said that, I mean, we knew Jen well enough to know and 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 to continue to support her as a as a friend. I mean, the last thing that that people need when they're going through tough times is for their their friends to leave them behind. And so for us, we didn't really discuss any of the things. We had zero conversations about what was going on. We didn't get into any detail whatsoever. But we were just here for her, you know, and and, you know, she'd come over and she would have dinner and and things like that. And, you know, she's a very charismatic, fun person when she's dialed in. And Electra really enjoyed her and her relationship with Jen because Jen can have fun, you know. And so um, we, we just we, we just kind of supported her uh, as a friend. And, and certainly didn't get into any discussions about, you know, the the legal issues, but um, we can take pride in the fact that we we were here for her. Right. More than I think some other people that apparently were even better friends of hers necessarily. 
Yeah. Will you be there like for her when she gets out? You know, I mean, it's a while away, but like if she called you guys and just, you know, wanted to get back into the, I mean, she is going to come out at some point. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to let Angie kind of navigate that, you know, they have their interaction and they're falling out before she, she went in. So, you know, I'm not sure where Angie kind of sits in this situation right now. We've got so many other things going on that, that we haven't really had that discussion, but, you know, I'm always, um, you know, if somebody called upon me and needed me for something, I, I could, I could be there. So that's that's see you are a good friend what about coach Shaw like do you guys ever see him around like I didn't know if you were ever really close to him or not no you know we we just met here you know we talked here and there just because our wives were were friends um so coach and I really didn't have a relationship other than when you know all of us came together and just had quick discussions there wasn't anything too too deep there do you like the fact that, I mean, it must be, you know, because like you said, you had Greek Easter, like you said, that's like the typical week in your house. Like, I mean, it is, you know, you're showing the Greek, you know, you're showing some of the Greek traditions on TV. Like that's got to be a plus to this whole experience. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome to be able to um, just show people what, what we do. I mean, that's just what we do. And we're really proud of that. You know, Angie is like so proud of her, her Greek heritage and her culture. And it's just been really fun to kind of bring that to the television screen, but it's just the, the, the beauty of it is, is like, it, we, we haven't done anything above and beyond what we just do. That's just what we do. And it's just nice to be able to kind of roll that into to filming. Have you heard from like a lot of members of the LGBTQIA community since this has happened, you know, either like praising you or, you know, internet trolls that have other things to say, like, what's the reaction been like in, you know, the, the community? I would say 99% has been so supportive, you know, and I knew that that would happen. I just, you know, again, we've been ingrained in this community of Salt Lake for so many years and we've just had nothing but delightful experiences. And I knew that we were going to have support. I knew it. And, and it's been amazing. I mean, people reaching out saying how, how, you know, they, they liked the way we handled it and things like that. You know, there's always a few here and there that, you know, say what, just try to create controversy or the trolls, as you say, but um, the, the response has been, absolutely so supportive and so amazing and it's been great that's good what about i know angie has known heather since grade school like did you know heather throughout the years too before this whole experience you know we we just had a few interactions mainly after um you know they they talked to angie and casting for season one um you know heather kind of connected with her at that point and and so from that point on, uh, we've, we've had some, some minor interactions along the way. So, but, but Angie, I think has, has gone to reunions and things like that and has run into the, that entire group, a school group. Do you feel that this whole experience of this coming out like early in your housewife's career and like the adultery and the gay rumors and all this stuff, mm -hmm. like, has it 
changed you guys in the housewives experience going forward like you know like a lot of housewives play the game like you allude to like meredith and like she's done this for seasons like to me and again i'm not coming for meredith like someone like meredith even whitney like they 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 know what they're doing like they enter this season season four like they know what they're doing so like has this kind of I don't know if you even want to be that, right? Like maybe you and Angie don't even want to be that because isn't it supposed to be a reality show? But like, has this experience kind of like opened your eyes to like how the whole thing works? I mean, you kind of said you knew how it works, but it's different when you go through it, right? And it's like, wait, worth the subject of this. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Like, I, you know, I'm going to speak for myself and I think Angie probably feels the same way that, you know, moving forward, like, you know, if, if there is something that, that we don't feel needs to be put out there, or if we're encouraged to do certain things, uh, via other castmates or whatever, you know, we're our own people and we're going to make our own decisions and we're not going to be instigated by the peripherals. And, you know, the one thing that Angie and I have discussed is just keeping things as organic as possible, you know, and it's just like, and it's it's a communication thing between her, myself, and Electra, and and you know we just um, we we we're just trying to be us. That's it, you know. And and we're not gonna really get into the outside influence trying to to push us to do things that would otherwise go against our values. Are you going to BravoCon with Angie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Do you I'll know what there. to expect there? Were you there? I don't think you were, were you there last year. I don't even know. It's no, it's a we lot. weren't there last year. I, I have no idea what to expect. I've just heard it's this huge, you know, amazing production, and we're excited to be a part of it. If you don't realize what the fandom of Real Housewives is, you will after you spend the weekend <laughs> at BravoCon. You are going to yeah, see how deep the fandom of this these shows runs. Sure. What about like before we wrap up and say hi to Angie, maybe for a minute, like talk to me about Lunatic Fringe, like what's up with the businesses and what else yeah. didn't I address here today? I want to get, you know, because like I know, like, you know, there are these stereotypes out there. I feel strongly about them just because I am a gay man. Like we shouldn't make these stereotypes about gay, you know, about hairdressers and or hairstylists or the whole industry. But anything else I didn't address as far as stereotypes and talk to me about the business and how is that doing? You know, I, I think we've hit everything on stereotypes. I think, you know, as time goes, it's just going to get better and better for us guys in the industry in terms of not having the stereotype, um, you know, but, you know, in terms of business, I mean, business is, is great. You know, we've had a really strong career, um, you know, it hasn't come without, you know, sleepless nights and, you know, us trying to wear every hat that we possibly can and, and do as much as we possibly can. But, you know, we've over the last 10 years, we run at like a 90% productivity rate. So, you know, our business is, is constantly uh, steady. We're, we're constantly working on more innovative ways to doing business as it relates to customer service specifically. Um, you know, we're, we're a premium to super premium brand and, um, we're just really proud of the culture that we've created and something that, you know, our culture is something that we just really focus on. We're a, we're a be nicer else culture in our salons and, you know, gossip and things like that, <laughs> believe it or not, are not allowed 
in the workplace and we fired people because of it. Um, but here we are on reality TV and, you know, it's kind of a juxtaposition, but, you know, the great part is, is we've got a great group of people. We're surrounded by amazing leadership and, you know, we're, we're continuing to grow organically. We have other locations that are unfolding as we speak. And, you know, we're just excited to kind of keep, keep growing the brand and, and keep doing great things and just kind of, you know, hopefully continue to separate ourselves from the competition and just do great things. That's great. Well, I split my time between New York and LA, so feel free to open an office in or a salon in LA or New oh, York. Oh yeah, absolutely. Does your dog have uh, the pink tail and the pink feet full time year round, or do you change the colors? You know, usually, usually Angie and Electra start um, painting our poodle about this time. Usually, a little bit closer to Christmas, and then we're kind of done for. You know, we'll let it grow out for the rest of the year. And she's got a little bit left in her tail right now, but everything else is gone. But usually the holiday time is when we do it. I just didn't know if you chose the color, like if there was a discussion about this or if pink was always the color, if it changed every year. I just I let the girls handle that one. <laughs> that is fair enough. Well, listen, yeah. I really appreciate your time. If Angie is there and she wants to yeah, say she's, hi, she's, okay. She's stepping up. Not stepping that in you're right not, I've thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you. I've wanted to talk to you. So I really appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been a great talk and I appreciate your time. Thank Do you, you feel like you've got stuff off your chest and help clear cleared things up for all these people that are listening? I think so. Yeah. I think uh, this has been a great conversation and I appreciate you making it so easy. Here's anytime. Here's the, here's the boss right here. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for, well, you know, giving well, me well, Sean for an hour. What's that? Thank you for, you know, giving Sean to me for an hour. I really appreciate it. I that. know, right? <laughs> I, I'm not used to sharing him in the morning. This is our coffee hour, but it, it sounds like you had a great time. Thanks for having him. We did. Thank you. And, you know, I love watching you both this season. You're both great. And it's, you're so entertaining. I'm glad you have joined this cast. I really, you guys are great. Aww. Thanks, David. Appreciate thank it. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Angie. Thank you, Sean. And keep in touch. Take care. All thank the best. You. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.